You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to show. If you can see us and hear us, please let us know. The number one rated show in all of America. Here's, here's the deal. People approach me all the time and they're like, hey, can you let me on your show and can you let me borrow some money? And every single time I'm like, no, because I'm so popular right now. It's like people find me in the streets and it's really hard, man. Like, I wish I was a little less known. I heard Donald Trump called you for advice the other day. He asked me to fund. Uh, yeah, he's running out of money. He's a president and stuff. He's not making as much money anymore. So he asked me for a loan. Francisco says, daddy is here. Love it. Hey, we're talking about energy today and it's going to be really good. But before we do, just wanted to show you this. If you haven't gotten a copy of this, you need to do whatever you have to do to get a copy. Somebody said, was it Friday? This is the next Think and Grow Rich. I was like, well, no I'm pressure. Go that far. I'm going to go that far, but it is pretty good. It's about building wealth as a client business. So you can go to what is the, what is the URL? It's like wealth, wealth secrets. secrets. Wealth Secrets book and book has two O's in case you uh, didn't know. Wealth Secrets B O O K dot com and you can get yourself a book and we'll pay for it. That's pretty cool. Yes. It is a fantastic Wait. little book. Yeah. Hey, can it's you give the proper title to our podcast today? Yes. So today we're going to talk about how to have boundless, wait, boundless energy and bundles of marketing joy because this is a marketing show. Yeah. As it were. It's important. I think, uh, dude, I think energy is a big thing because this is something I've noticed with our team and I'm sure you've noticed with your team as well. And you've been doing this. I've been sneaking in on your marketing meetings. Before, we, before you start the meeting, you have everyone rate their energy on a scale of one to 10. Yep. And uh, dude, it's profound the difference that that makes in your meetings because if someone comes in and they're a level four, you can lift that energy up. But more importantly, you can identify patterns and start fixing that. I think energy is a crisis in the entrepreneurial yep. world. Yep. I thought we could rap about that, answer some questions about that. If anybody on here wants to get rich, you should ask questions. Yeah. But I can't say that is there's, there's a caveat there, which means I don't know what I'm talking about. So don't sue me for saying that. Neither do I. Yeah. I think dude, this, it took us a lot to learn this. Like everything that we're talking about today is from personal experience of burning out, feeling like we couldn't make it to the finish line. And so if you can get this stuff before you really get deep into your business, or if you feel like you've hit a plateau, or if you feel like you've hit a ceiling, this might be the very thing that's keeping you from going to the next level. It's uber important, my friends. Uber, not the car driving service, but just an adjective. Yep. Yeah. Do you have a story you could tell about one time when you ran out of energy and your business partner pulled you out of it. <laughs> Maybe you could talk about that. That happens about once a month. Well, I think for me, you know, my personality is I just, I can go and go and go and, and I just push, push, push until I get breakthrough. And that's not always healthy. A lot of times it's come at the risk of my health um, in many areas of my life. And even last summer um, that happened, you know, I just, I, I didn't have clarity. And if you don't have clarity in your business, guess what? 
your energy is going to tank consistently. So if you don't know exactly where you're going, if you don't have goals set up for the day, for the week, and for the month, it is going to drain your battery very, very, very quickly, right? Yep. So if you don't have that in front of you, your energy will drop, and then you will run out of steam. You won't be able to make it to the end of the day, week, or month. And so that was a big issue that I had last summer. I just felt burnt out. I was like, why am I even doing this? What's the meaning of life? Like Taylor, help me. He was like, do we need to call the doctor? Like the psychologist, like what is going on with Chris? Is he going to be okay? And so, now I was going to say like, we run at such a high clip. We have so much going on. We have a lot of responsibility. And I feel now that I'm on the other side of it, I feel way better now than I ever have in my life. We're accomplishing more. We're generating more revenue. We're creating even more impact than we ever have before. And I just feel like, like I'm just lit every day. I'm ready to go every single day. And so there's yeah. some key components that you guys could take away from this that will drastically improve your life, your business, and everything else. Well, dude, talk about the high maintenance thing. And then I've got three things that I think people can, three takeaways people can use it simple to improve their energy. But you said something about like, we run at such a high clip, which is true. And I think a lot of people feel guilty. Somebody asked yeah. us yesterday, I feel guilty when I slow down. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it, it is true. Um, as a high performer and high performers, we are high maintenance people. And I remember like people would always tell me this, like my family, my friends, like, dude, you're such high maintenance. And I thought that was a bad thing for a long time. And then I realized that I produce so much more than the majority of the population um, in regards to building the business and impact and all the things I just listed. And I think we finally got to a place of freedom. I got to a place of freedom at understanding that, yes, I am high maintenance and that's okay, right? I need to be able to take the time and invest in myself and recoup and rest. And I need to have such a level of awareness to know that one, I'm high maintenance. And two, I need to do the things that are giving me energy and propel me to the next level. And so, you know, we had this conversation at our event in Nashville. It was a killer event. And we just told everybody there, it's like, listen, you you have to understand, and this is really important that you understand that you are high maintenance and it's okay. And the reason why it's important is so that you understand, especially if you have families, you have, you know, a spouse, you have kids, you understand how to work around the, you know, the needs of your family being a high maintenance entrepreneur, right? You're like, you're a high performance machine. You're a Ferrari, you're a Lamborghini, you're a Rolls Royce, right? Like those things are high maintenance uh, vehicles versus just like a Honda Accord that you can run the wheels off of. Yeah. Yeah. I used to feel guilty for this because my wife used to tell me that uh, she's like, you're being high maintenance. And I would, she didn't mean it vindictively or rude. She just was making statements because I was high maintenance and it used to make me feel guilty. And I would argue and I'd be like, no, I'm not high maintenance. Like nobody wants to be high maintenance, but as an entrepreneur, you are high maintenance. If you're not high maintenance, you're probably not a very good entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. If you're good at everything in your life, you're probably not good at business. Yep. If, you don't have, if you don't have weak spots, then you're too balanced and you actually don't have a proficiency in the things that you need to have a proficiency in. That's something uh, important. So real quick, let's go into three keys for energy. And Chris, you'll probably have stuff that you want to talk about on all three of these things. But if you have questions, throw them in. If you don't have questions, at least hit like the like button or something. 
show me a little bit of love. All right. You don't have to like send us money or anything, but you know, hit that little like button, maybe share it with a friend or two. If you don't share it, it just means you're selfish. So I don't care. I mean, if you want to be selfish, it's fine, but you know, whatever. If you want that on your conscience, if you want to, yeah. If you want that, when you die, your kids carry on your selfish legacy. That's fine. Oh gosh. Three keys, three keys to being able to, have you ever been at the bottom of the valley and you're like, I just, how do I get my energy back? Yep. These three things can do it. Number one, don't take any of these for granted, by the way. Number one is to give. Mm. Give. Literally find someone. This happened with one of our advisors a couple of weeks ago. Find someone who can never pay you back and give them something. I don't know why it works. I don't understand the science behind it necessarily. But I know that when someone runs out of energy and they go find someone who can't, it's not a transactional giving where I give you this, you give me this. It is, let me give you something just for the sake of giving it. Yes. It can be money. It can be time. You can help somebody move. You can, whatever it is, find a homeless shelter and give your time, find a church, and give your money, find somebody who needs it and give them something. It is profound and it is immediate, man. It is like right away. You start feeling yep. better. Yep. Yeah. I heard a quote. Someone was talking about, you know, the purpose driven life book, which I think is like, it's one of the top greatest sellers in the world. And the dude that was talking about this book, he said, listen, you only need to read the first line and you'll understand what life is about. And basically in the first line, he says, it's not about you. <sighs> yep. It's like when you, when you understand the power and how important it is to focus on other people, when you're externally focused, it's so, there's so much power. There's so much leverage in that, you know, just like you said, financially time, just any part of you to be able to pour out into somebody else. And this is why we talk about this today that we talk about, you know, being a fountain versus being a drain. So many people are drains. They haven't done the work on themselves. They have, they don't have an awareness level about who they are, what they need so that they can be a fountain, be a resource to other people. So if you guys listen to this, I hope you're taking notes. If you're driving, I hope you're pulling over and taking notes and actually thinking about this stuff, meditate on this stuff and applying this stuff because it can change yeah. your life. 100%. Give something. That's number one. Number two is kind of the opposite. <laughs> Take <laughs> something. <laughs> upgrade. Upgrade. Upgrade some area of your life. Chris, we actually had a conversation yesterday about um, whether having like nice things is like an identity crutch. Mm. Like, cause I just got a Rolex a few months ago and we drive nice cars and we have nice houses. We have a really, really nice house. I have a decent house. You have a mansion. I don't a, have a mansion. Chris has a mansion on a lake. Please don't show up in my house. Anyways, this is something that I found is like it, it, it I'm kind of less concerned when it comes to upgrading your life. I'm less concerned with like, going deep into the semantics of it. I'm just more concerned with what works. And yeah. I've found for me, for you, for our team, there are some times when it's appropriate to go upgrade a certain part of your life to normalize it with the level that you view yourself and get yourself up to a new level. And so, dude, people are like, money can't buy you happiness. And those people are poor. People who say that are poor. Money can buy you happiness. Can. This is interesting. Like when you go get a, a new uh, iMac, you're happy. It can't buy you sustaining fulfillment and happiness. It can't, it can't replace your mission or your purpose. But people go to the gym and they take supplements. Why do they do that? Because they want help. Well, you could mm -hmm. be like, well, that's a crush. 
That's a crutch. A supplement is a crutch. It's, it means you, does it mean you have an issue with your body? No, it just means like, I'm going to take help from every place I can get it. And so I don't have any qualms with, at times you go out and you upgrade a, per, a part of your life. Is that a crutch? Who cares if it's a crutch? It's going to supplement me and get me a temporary jolt of energy. Now you get addicted to that. That's where problems come in. But I think that upgrading a, per, a part of your life is really, really important. i tell you what, Chris likes this piece of luggage. Every time I see him, he talks about it. You want to say money can't buy you happiness, bro? Look at Chris's face when he pulls his luggage off a plane. It's got his initials on it. I don't know how much was that bag, like six, $700? Yeah, something like that. And it makes you so happy. And I think sometimes people just go the opposite way. And at times, you can go buy yourself out of a rut. Now, Chris is going to have a probably a totally different view on that. I'm interested to hear it. I don't really have a totally different view. I think, you know, this perception without wisdom can end up, I think it can be dangerous to where so many people, they just go so extreme on it. And that's not, I wouldn't say that's our vibe, but I think it's important again, that you have awareness. Says the guy team. with a $400,000 kitchen. <laughs> cool. Cool, bro. I said without wisdom. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He just threw me off track. I was going to say something, probably the most brilliant thing ever that I was going to say. Yeah. Without wisdom, it can oh, no, no. Yeah, awareness. Awareness. Awareness is so important. And I think understanding, like, you know, what are the little things for you in your life and your business that give you energy? What are the things that take energy away from you? And being like just holding the line on those things. Like, so for me, when I travel, like it's very important for me to be the first person on the plane, the first person off the plane. So that means I'm going to sit in first class. And being in first class, even though it's a little bit more, like it drastically reduces my stress levels because I have control of that process versus being somewhere back in coach where I don't even know if I can put my bag up, you know, I'm like, I have to check it or something like just those kinds of things, understanding who you are, you know, and like, dude, it's pretty funny because a lot of my friends, they call me diva just because of like these (laughs) Taylor's like, yep. Shocker. Because of these things, like these are things I don't really, you know, I'm not going to adjust on because I know like how important it is for me. And if, if like, yeah, there are times where I can, you know, deal with it if it doesn't happen. Right. And I'm not going to be a baby, but ultimately I know that for me to be the healthiest person I can be for everybody else, there are certain things that help me to do that. One is my Tumi bags. Yeah. First class, the sauna that's going to my basement. Yep. You know what I mean? So I think understanding like what you need is really important and then holding the line on that and owning I, it. I used to, I think that we didn't understand this in the beginning. Too. We didn't do. I think, I think we just thought it was a money thing. Like I remember thinking like with mentors that we would have like, that is so much money. But thinking like at some point, like when we have that much money, maybe it'll make sense. But then I learned, and I think we've learned together that it's really not about the money. Yep. Because if you look at our spending proportionally to our income, we're below most people. Um, it's more about, and, and it's not even about ethics either, either. It's like, does this empower me or does it disempower me? And I think if people, especially people who come from like a Christian background or religious background, they're the worst at this because yep. they have so much religion inside of their decisions. But if you can disconnect everything and look at like, look, does this empower me to help more people? Does this empower yep. me? Is it helpful? Or is it not helpful? And when it comes down to it, me having a Rolex is less about what people think about me. And it's more about, does this 
empower me or disempower me. You might be like, well, hey, what does having a Rolex have to do with it? Well, it makes me happy. It gives me some energy. I like having nice things. You can go to Taco Bell and you can put Taco Bell food into your body or you can get a nice expensive steak. What's going to empower you more? It's the exact same thing with like the clothes that I buy and you know the, the things I want to put on my body are similar, but that's me. It's because that's my personality. That empowers me. Everyone's a little bit different. And I don't think that it's a, everyone has to f- play by the same rules. I think you got to figure out what it is that empowers you. Chris is like a big experience guy. Mm-hmm. I'll fly Southwest. I don't like it very much, but I'll fly Southwest if it's like a nonstop. You, Chris has never flown Southwest probably since he got rich. Like, have you, when's the last time you flew Southwest? I've never flown Southwest. Like when he sees the Southwest gate in the airport, he just breaks out in hives. He just starts. So you want, so I think, but dude, you you wear an Apple watch. You don't care about that. You know, so we have different leans and that doesn't make one right or one, one wrong. And it doesn't mean we have issues with it, but it's, you got to upgrade the things that that are important to you. So number one, give number two, upgrade anything else to say on that. Well, I just want to add to this, like for, I know a lot of our clients are going to watch this too. It's really important that, you know, your spouse is on this journey with you and they're not necessarily like hearing this. So I would recommend that you, you know, have them listen to this, but I think it's really important that you understand for your spouse as you are growing and and you are seeing, you know, you're coming to a new awareness of abundance and uh, you're starting to experience that, you know, tangibly For, for, I know for us, for Missy, it was really hard for her to, you know, invest or purchase things that kind of gave her those feelings. And, you know, whether it's like a nicer clothing store versus buying at Target, which was our, you know, what we would used to do. Right. So I think it's important too, that you bring your spouse in on this journey and understand like, you know, what do they love? What, what, you know, is fun for them? What brings them joy? Um, And even kind of pushing them off the ledge in regards to that especially the dudes with your wives. Like a lot of wives, especially moms, you know, they're like the first thing they're going to do is go spend money on their kids when it comes. So just like even those little things, like I just bought my wife a watch. It was like 150 bucks. And she really wanted this watch for, for months and months. (laughs) But like, you know, before she would have a hard time buying that herself. So be aware of like your spouse. You know, same thing with like first class. Like, before, Missy would never fly first class. But now, like, if she goes on a trip without me, I'm making sure that I'm booking her first class. But, dude, you can even see there what is important to Missy because $150 watch versus what you spend on your kitchen, yep. uh, they get the same things versus yep. what you're doing with your bathroom and your. So, again, I think it's just about conversation. I said to a client a few weeks ago, they were having to, this was actually the, the wife who's the business owner dealing with the husband because it works both ways boy, girl, wife, husband, doesn't matter. Like you're going to have imbalances. And uh, she was like, you know, he has an issue with different things. He wants me to clean the house and he doesn't want us to hire it out. And I was like, well, this is dangerous ground, but it means you don't have buy-in. You got to know your spouse or the people that are important to you. And you have to get buy-in on the vision because most of the time it's not that like Missy won't, Lindsay, for me, she doesn't have a problem with us buying nice things. If if I have buying on the vision, and if we're both in it together, then she's mm-hmm. supportive. But if yeah. I start taking us in a direction that we haven't talked about, we haven't agreed on, we don't have buy-in, there's where the issues come up. 
And it's probably the same for you and, and Missy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And Chris got Missy a watch out of the bubblegum machine for $150. And No, is that machine at the arcade that has the arm? Hey, whenever $150, get out of that machine. Whenever me and Lindsay sit down and talk about money, I just... Hold on, babe. Let me count. All right, now I'm ready. Let me count our life savings. Cool. Number one, give. Is this helpful for you guys? You guys want us to talk about something different? Give me some feedback so we can talk about whatever you want. Cool, cool, cool. What's up, Misty? Speaking of the relationship expert, Misty McIntyre's on here. She could probably give us some advice on how to do that. Number one, give. Number two, number two, upgrade. And number three, this is a focus thing. Uh, this is something that I've found to be really important for me. Interested in what you think about this, but focus on the wants, not the don't wants. Talking about energy. And what I've found is like you sit down with 100 people, you ask them, what do you want? And 97 of them will start talking about what they don't want. It's like a human nature weird tick. Chris, what do you want? Well, I don't want to struggle with this and I don't want it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. When you start talking about what you don't want, you get a really negative vibe, negative energy. It's the, th- it's the feeling of escape. How many of you want to feel like you're in a prison trying to escape? Mm-hmm. It's not a healthy feeling. When you start thinking about what you do want, man, what is the goal? What is the vision? Then all of the don't wants work themselves out. And I think this is a big key because a lot of times, remember in 2000, like 2017, even the beginning of 2018, dude, we just talked about what we didn't like all the time. Yep. Like we need we need to fix this because we don't like this. We need to fix. And dude, what happened to our energy? Just freaking slowly went to the grave yep. versus now almost everything we're talking about. I and mean, we're going to build a process because this is where we're going. This is what we want to achieve. We're reaching for this. And that vision, that pull vision is so much more powerful than trying to escape something. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're saying, I don't want this and that, you're probably in survival mode versus thriving mode. Like you don't have vision. You don't have clarity on your purpose. Yeah. You're not focusing on other people. And this is, man, this is so crucial, dude. This is so crucial because if you don't have those things, you will just be stuck in the mud. That's what you feel like you're walking in right now. It's like it takes all your energy just the, to make the next step versus running at a good clip. That's thriving. That's being a fountain. When you have that vision, you understand who you are. You understand where you're going. And you're able to make a massive impact on other people's lives. And then everything, you know, cascades down to you. Yes. This is something that Chris does really well with me. And again, we talk about different personalities. And I, if we're being honest, I've spent the majority of my life, Chris is going to start smiling and nodding his head here. I've spent the majority of my life making decisions based on fear. Mm. And when it comes down to it, if I'm passed out and don't have control over my cognitive functions, that's my default. Okay. I'm in a default to protect mode. And I think what Chris is really good at is making decisions based on vision, where we headed. Give you an example. This just happened yesterday. We're spending two, we'll spend $240,000 in ads this month. So that's like 80 grand more than we've ever spent. And I'm messaging Chris and I'm like, dude, what are we doing? And he's like looking at our revenue numbers. He's like, well, look, we, 
this is where we're headed. And you're the one he's talking to me. He's like, you projected a million. We need to spend 240 to do that. And so you just reoriented me around like, here's where we're headed. And I think that it's important for you to have somebody in your life who is able to recognize and help you. And it could be us if you're in a, if you're a client of ours. Uh, but me yeah. and Chris do that really well together. And there are times when Chris will dip into fear and I'll be able to help correct them. You yeah. got to have somebody because you, you got to know your defaults. My default is like, I'm, I'm, and it's my personality, dude. Like if you take my personality test and all of it, like I'm the chip on the shoulder and I'm like, at times my energy is like, I'm going to do this because I'm never going to be poor again. No one's ever going to control me again. And I'll prove everyone in the world wrong. But that right. can't be your modus operandi when it comes to tackling big things. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's wild, dude. Uh, just like some personal things, man. Recently, I've seen just I've been made even more aware of how aimless so many people are, you know, talking about the vision thing. It's like if you don't have that. Any kind of objection, any kind of barrier that comes, any kind of issue or problem that comes, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whenever it presents itself to you, if you don't have that vision, then you're not able to get perspective. If you're not able to get perspective, you're not able to bust through, to press through. And so if you guys are listening to this, sit down. Like I'm actually writing the memos for April and I'm going to talk about surviving and thriving. So if you're not on there, go get it. Yeah, there is, slash memos. there is a caveat here. There was like, you want to be safe. So like sometimes I'll read posts about people who have gotten a little bit of success. They're buying expensive houses. They are playing poker and betting 50 grand a hand. And it's like, okay, so we've, we've actually gotten away from, this is what you're talking about with wisdom being the caveat. Like the, the primal motivator, you see a semi-truck driving down the road. The, the motivator to not run in the street is healthy and good. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, that's a fear motivator. Yeah, it's self-preservation. It's like there's a level of, of caution that is warranted. I think yeah. it just, if it come, it gets out of hand and it's like, all of a sudden you're like, man, I want to make 50 grand a month. I want to make 70 grand a month. It's okay. Here's, here's a consulting program and you're too scared. You will never become the person that can command that money because you're making decisions based out of fear. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Any questions? Any questions? We'll answer them real fast. If not, then uh, we're going to wrap up. You see Dane's comment? Yeah. Energy has been tanking hard recently, mostly tied to focusing too much on what I don't want and not what I do want to to focus on surviving, not thriving. Get vision. Do you get purpose? Even for your family, get your wife in on it. And it's going to be like the high octane in your tank. And then just freaking understanding who you are, like your personality traits. If you're not investing in yourself daily, if you're not working out, like, dude, we've been crushing our guys on our team. Like every day I'm asking them, how was your workout? How much water have you drank? Like fundamental things, like foundational things. Have you drunk? Have you drunk? That's how we say in the South, bro. Have you drank? I love that. Mom was an English teacher. Once an English teacher, always an English teacher. Uh, Malachi says, I have a question, which is funny because he didn't put the question in. He just said, I have a question. So can't answer that one for you, bro. Don't even know what your question is. Cool. Let's give it 30 more seconds and we'll wrap up. Y'all best hurry. He says, when upgrading to improve state, 
or level of your lifestyle, how much is too much to go all in on something? That's a Chris question, man. Why is that a Chris question? Because, man, you're smarter than I am sometimes. All right, we got that recorded. We got that recorded. Everybody share that. Just snip <laughs> that out and share it on your Facebook. Uh, when upgrading to improved state or level of your lifestyle, how much is too much to go all in on something? I think it depends on who it affects. So, you know, if you're single and you don't have a spouse and a kid and kids uh, or a kid that are affected by your decisions, then that kind of gives you a lot more room versus you can't just, you know, veer off the road to what your family knows as normality and just disappear seven days a week. Right. So in regards to that, or just go out and spend all your money on quote an investment. So I think you have to have healthy conversations. That's something I feel like we did a pretty good job of in the beginning. And we knew where we were going. We, we knew what we wanted. And so we were able to communicate that to Missy and Lindsay. Say, hey, for the next several months, I'm probably going to be working seven days a week, many, many hours a day. Um, so I think, one, that you have to understand who's involved. <clears throat> and then, you know, you just have to look at the downside. Like if it goes wrong, what's the potential for loss? You have to assess the risk. And this is something that I feel like we've done a pretty good job of as well, is always going and looking at the worst case scenario, whether you're spending money on ads, whether you're hiring a mentor, like what is worst case scenario? Yeah. Right. Just and to clear this up, just to clear, yeah, I'll add to that. But just to clear this up, like people are on here saying that, Oh, Taylor finally admitted it. And I want to know that I want you to know that I make more money than most of the smartest people in the world. So if your goal is being smart, you should be a teacher. So just because I said Chris is smarter than me in this one area uh, is admission of nothing. All right. So Ashton, maybe you can get off Facebook and get back to work, bro. Cause we need some, we need some media buying going on right now. Oh, but hey, if your goal is to be smart, then yeah, that's cool. Be like Chris. Goals to be rich, hella rich, wealthy. Come on. The only thing I would add to that is you have to stay in sequence. You have to stay in sequence. And it depends on if something is actually motivating to you or not. And you should be able to tell. You need to have sound foundations. And this is where most people err and they go wrong. If you have one business and one stream of income, you need to rectify that and fix that. You need to have sound foundations. I don't think there's a percentage that we can give you, Malachi, or limit it to uh, because it's different for every person. But if you don't have sound foundations, you're always at risk from anything in the economy, from turbulence anywhere. And most business owners just don't have sound foundations. So it's less about the percentage and it's more about like, are you building something that is going to last for us right now? Like we're pulling money out of all of our businesses, putting them into assets, not because we think our businesses are going away, but at the end of the day, we're committed to sound foundations. That's it. And so that means that gives us a, le a level of freedom to be able to do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Just one last thing, like pursue wisdom, pursue wisdom. And this is something like, you know, people, they make really, I mean, even a lot of our clients, they just, their thought processes, their decision-making is not at the level to where it needs to be for where they're going. And so they've made a great decision by jumping into client kit. And so they have access to wisdom, right? And that's us and all the mistakes that we made or other clients, the mistakes that they've made. And so if they are looking at going left versus right, they're able to 
seek that wisdom from other clients who've had those experiences or me or Taylor or Ben or whoever on the team. So it's a way safer environment, which versus the stupidest thing that anybody could do is go it alone. If you go the journey alone, you will not get there. <laughs> like you will get eaten by wolves most likely and it'll be terrible. So seek wisdom. All right, yep. I think that's it. All right, wealthsecretsbook.com. Check it out. Give it a read. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.